2: ...victory
3: today for New York's very own Fantastic Four, who brought down the persistent menace known as the Mole Man. absolutely
4: spectacular. I don't know what I would have done if the Fantastic Four
1: hadn't swooped in. A recent disagreement between the Thing and the Human Torch led to the destruction of several pieces of property on Yancey Street. The Fantastic Four have had their position in New York put under scrutiny. While it is unclear if the city government will take action to limit the hero's activities in New York, Mayor Lindsay took time in a press conference today to offer his congratulations to Mr. Fantastic and the Invisible Girl on their pending nuptials.
3: Uh... On the street is that the
0: human torch himself will be attending Metro College, where I'm sure he will get up to his usual shenanigans.
5: Marvel and Stitcher present Marvels, based on the graphic novel by Kurt Busiek and Alex Ross. Episode 6, Interference.
3: Thank you for sitting down with us, Mrs. Richards.
1: Please, call me Sue. T?
2: No, I'm alright. Phil? Thank you. Yeah, You look well, Sue. Uh, how's married life treating you?
1: Very well, thank you. I had hoped that settling down would mean the daily fight for our lives would settle down, too, but... well, just when you think you have a handle on something, an alien invades.
3: You know, I have to say, you seem remarkably calm for someone who fought a giant less than a week ago.
1: The life I lead, you learn to roll with the punches.
2: Sue, could you tell us what happened?
1: You think we made it all up?
2: We're just trying to find out the truth.
1: The truth is that Earth was invaded by a horrifying creature. Galactus has spent his existence, Lord knows how long that has been, devouring entire worlds, and he would have devoured ours.
2: So you believe he was a credible threat?
1: Yes, of course. My family and I, we've experienced things most people couldn't dream of. But Galactus, it was a nightmare. I know it all happened in one day, but it felt so much longer. It felt like we would never wake up.
3: If the danger was so real, why haven't you spoken to the press until now? Why not reach out to us?
1: You mean, why haven't we addressed your publisher's accusations? We're still human, Mr. Yurik. Ben. Ben. We may be something more than your average citizen, but we're still people. We need time to process, to plan next steps.
2: Are you concerned Galactus is going to return?
1: It's not my job to speculate about what dangers might face us. It's not even really my job, or my family's job, to protect against those dangers. We... we're explorers, not soldiers. And we're more than happy to do our part. We love this country, this city, but we can't predict the future. We're not gods.
2: Well, some are saying Galactus is... was.
1: He was certainly more godlike than anything I've ever encountered.
2: How did you defeat him, then?
1: With help from a friend. Well, two friends, really. If you count the Silver Surfer.
2: How many reels of that day do you have, Marsha?
6: Not as many as I would like. There are only a couple of news crews on the scene, and most of them aren't that keen to share their footage. Right. But I was able to track down a filmmaker who happened to be there that day. He gave me his stuff a few days ago, but... Even a quick look through it all showed that it's pretty shaky.
2: <laughs> Not everyone has your steady hand, I guess.
6: Thanks, Mr. Sheldon. But hopefully we can look through what I have and see if the invisible girl was telling the truth about the Silver Surfer helping out the FF.
2: Do you still have the tape from your interview with Johnny?
6: Um, yeah, somewhere.
2: Let's dig that up, too. Listen while we look through the footage. Film doesn't lie. Let's see if we can say the same about the Storm siblings. I have to say, I'm surprised you agreed to go interview him. Knowing what I know now about what you were dealing with.
6: Honestly, it was a good distraction. The hospital staff was getting pretty sick of me hovering around. Having Peter along helped too.
7: Thanks for letting me come along, Marsha. You're welcome. And thanks for paying for my ticket. I didn't realize that going to Westchester would be so
6: expensive. It's no problem, Peter. When I was a freshman, I spent every dime I had on my cameras. Haven't had a chance to upgrade them since, so I get it.
7: Yeah, it's uh, just... My Aunt May has been having a hard time paying the bills ever since my Uncle Ben died.
6: Oh, right. Yeah. Of course. Um, well, thank you for coming along. The company is... Uh, it's appreciated.
7: How is Gary doing?
6: Um... It's touch and go.
7: I'm so sorry, Marcia.
6: No, it's... He'll be fine. He has to be.
7: I'm sorry that I left. If I had known... Okay,
6: uh, so, Johnny Storm, the Human Torch, what do we know about him?
7: Uh, he's 18. Can light himself on fire. A bit of a hooligan.
6: Hooligan? Oh,
7: shut up. That's what my aunt calls it. <laughs> I'm impressed that Mr. Sheldon and Mr. Yurik are letting you do this all on your own. They must really trust you.
6: I'm not on my own.
7: I don't think I really count as an asset in Mr. Sheldon's eyes.
6: Why would you say that?
7: Well, He doesn't like that I helped Mr. Jameson rail against Spider-Man. He thinks it's unfair.
6: I mean, it does seem a little unfair. Isn't Spider-Man just trying to help? I mean, I think he is. Then why do you let Jameson put menace under all your photos?
7: Mm-hmm. My aunt's got medical bills too, Marsha. So you trust superheroes? And you seemed okay about Gary. Of
6: course I'm okay about Gary. He's my He's my friend.
7: Hey, I'm cool with it, too. I'm just surprised you're on board with all this hoax stuff.
6: It's not about being on board. It's about finding out the truth. That's what Mr. Yurick says.
7: What does Mr. Sheldon say?
6: That Mr. Yurik can be too cynical for his own good.
3: Pardon me, Sue. I, I want to make sure I'm getting this right. You're telling me that a different giant alien, you said his name was Uatu?
1: That's correct.
3: That this second alien was actually trying to stop Galactus, but couldn't do it himself because...
1: He's a watcher. It's against their code. They observe and record history, but can't interfere with it.
3: Sure. And the Silver Surfer, who you say was Galactus's...
1: Harold. Yes. He led Galactus to Earth.
3: And then he just turned on his boss
1: i thought it was strange too he seemed like a threat coming through the rocks in the sky like that letting off strange bursts of energy but then ben punched him clean off the roof and the next time we saw him he was firing cosmic blasts at galactus not that it did very much to slow galactus down
3: if his own herald couldn't manage it how did you get rid of galactus
1: surely you saw on the news I'm fairly certain some broadcasters captured it.
3: They did, but... It didn't exactly look like a trouncing.
2: Yeah, it looked like Mr. Fantastic was just holding up a device of some kind.
1: Yes. Uatu assured us it would scare Galactus off.
2: That was the plan? I mean, scare him off? It, it, what was it, the, the device?
1: I'm not sure. It was something, something Johnny retrieved.
0: Retrieved from where?
1: You'd have to ask him.
4: Just another day for the Fantastic Four, really.
6: If everything you're saying is true, Johnny, it doesn't sound like an average day at all.
4: What do you mean, if it's true? Don't you read the Daily Bugle?
6: Or watch the news?
4: I have other things to focus on. Besides, the news hasn't always been that understanding of me. Maybe you're not as funny as you think. Who are you again? Uh, Peter Parker. Have we met? I don't think so. Huh. Well, listen. Old Ben is fine with all the goofing off. It's just the family stuff. Everyone always takes it so seriously.
6: Well, some people think that Galactus may have been a bit of a prank, too. What? The Bugle is investigating if the whole thing was a hoax.
4: There's nothing fake about what happened last week. Between getting whammied by Galactus and that trip through space, I'm amazed I'm still standing.
6: Wait, what
4: trip through space? How do you think we defeated Galactus? That's kind of why we're here. We don't know. No one knows. Well, we were doing our usual thing. You know, really giving him our all. But it wasn't enough. I've seen all kinds. Aliens, monsters, supervillains you name it. But this guy? You're right. No one knows. No one really knows how close he came to ending all of it. If it hadn't been for that little doohickey I pulled from the very edge of the universe, we'd all be toast. Me, my sister, you, the whole world.
6: So that device that Mr. Fantastic was holding up to Galactus, that was?
4: The ultimate nullifier. The Watcher, the other giant, White Robes, sent me on some kind of trip and when I came back I had
6: that thing in my hands.
7: Where is it now? I... I don't know.
6: Where did you get it from? What do you mean the giant sent you on a trip?
4: He... Well, he did something. Zapped me. And then I was... I was moving through space. I don't even... It should have hurt, I think. Maybe it did. I don't remember what it felt like to actually fly through all those worlds. All I remember, it was so fast, so endless and empty, like a bottomless abyss, but also to see infinity. We're just ants, you know? We think we know things. I think we have it all figured out, but we're just ants. Hey,
7: Johnny, you, you okay? Yeah, <clears throat>
4: sorry. Anyway, uh yeah, Uatu sent me through the void to get it, and well, I got it. Right. But that, that's no hoax. Galactus was no hoax.
6: You said he then just left? When was the last time a supervillain did that?
4: I guess the ultimate nullifier really spooked him.
6: Okay, so let me get this straight. You chased the Silver Surfer, who didn't try to fight you. Then you got hit by Galactus's lasers. The other giant sent you into infinity. And then when you came back, Mr. Fantastic waved a little gadget around and Galactus called it quits?
3: That's pretty much the sum of it. Yeah. So to sum up, Sue, Galactus arrived, the thing tried to punch him, and that's when Galactus...
1: Set off some sort of smoke bomb. That's when I called everyone inside.
3: And then you took care of Johnny after Galactus shot lasers at him.
1: They weren't exactly lasers. Johnny said they reacted badly with his flame. He said it was like being suffocated. The poor boy was covered in soot in a pretty bad way.
2: And then he disappeared when you went back to fight Galactus? Yes. How long was he gone?
1: It's hard to say. Time passes differently when you're in the middle of a battle.
2: Yes, it stretches and snaps like a rubber band.
1: Exactly. Very unpredictable, the human memory. Especially when it comes to trauma.
3: Hmm. Understood. But time works the way it always does outside of battle and the fantastic forewarned seen for several hours while Galactus was assembling his machine. We didn't have any idea what was going on and the city was thrown into chaos. What were you all doing at that time?
6: So, Johnny, if all it took was getting some gadget to scare Galactus off, why did you retreat? What were you doing?
4: Have you ever flown around with your body on fire and then been smothered by smoke so bad you crash into a building? No? Well, it takes a second to recover. So you were all recovering? Yeah. Me and Ben were. Sue was taking care of us, like she always does.
1: That's one benefit of having the enemy come to you. On our home turf, we could regroup safely, tend to our wounds, and come up with a next step.
3: So you were all together the whole time?
1: Well, not the whole time.
2: Where was Reed?
1: He was trying to solve the problem, as he always does.
2: He was in his lab?
1: I'm not sure exactly. I've learned not to go searching for Reed when he's trying to figure something out. Sometimes genius is best left alone.
4: It's always nice to be together in those moments, you know? Even Ben's got to admit, it's easier to take the hits when you know your family's going to be there to pick you back up. Hey, yeah, I'll be right over. Johnny, focus. So you guys were all together trying to figure out how to defeat Galactus? Well, no. Kind of. That stuff usually falls to Reed, but, I mean, he's the smartest guy in the world, don't get me wrong. But I don't know that he would have come up with something without the help of the Watcher.
3: So you don't actually know what your husband was up to?
2: It sounds like he was probably talking to the Watcher, figuring out what to do. Except the Watcher
3: was on the roof the whole time. Mr. Fantastic wasn't.
1: You think because my husband wasn't visible to the public every second, he was therefore orchestrating the whole conflict?
2: I'm saying it's strange that the whole team wasn't together. They don't operate solely as a unit, Ben. Reed's intelligence alone makes him a superhero in his own right.
6: Thank you, Phil. But you already said you didn't see Reed on the roof after you crashed into it. So if he wasn't on the roof, where was he?
3: Well, just be honest with me, Sue. What was your husband up to?
6: I don't, I don't know. know.
3: Phil, Marcia.
2: Hey, man. Come on in.
3: What are you two up to now?
2: Just uh, reviewing the storm interviews. Did you bring it?
3: Yeah. What do you want with Diane Conti's footage from that day?
6: We've looked through all the footage I've been able to collect, and none of them have a very good angle on Johnny.
3: Are you still hung up about that kid's story? Mm,
6: Just let's see, okay?
3: Okay.
2: Oh, Oh, man. That never gets easier to watch. Well... At least we know he wasn't lying about crashing into the roof.
6: I always believe that part. It's the traveling through infinity bit that I have a hard time with. None of the footage I've gotten my hands on has gotten the right angle.
2: Well, hopefully this will... Wait, wait, wait. Did you see that? What? Go back.
6: What am I looking for?
2: See? Johnny, right there.
6: Oh my god. He's... Is he talking to the Watcher? Why didn't they air this?
2: Look at the next second. He's gone.
6: Hold on. Go back again? What's that light around him? It it looks like he's flying into the sun. He talks to the Watcher, just like he said. Then there's that burst of light. And then he's gone!
3: Okay, fast forward a little while. See if we can catch him coming back.
6: Okay. Yes! Look there. You can barely see it with a surfer flying around, shooting those light beams, but... I think Johnny reappears on the roof.
3: This whole time I thought Reed had done
2: something to him, messed him up somehow. No, Reed wouldn't do that. He wouldn't hurt his own brother-in-law.
6: If he wanted to keep him ignorant of what he was planning, maybe he would, right? You yourself have always said that Mr. Fantastic would do anything to keep his family safe.
2: But this makes it look like Johnny was telling the truth. And if he really traveled through the universe like he said, that means what to... Um Marsha, did you just turn on the radio? No. Ben? Was it me? Damn it Good all the hell.
6: What on earth? What?
2: Marsha, has your radio ever done this before?
6: What? No, of course not.
2: Well mine has. What? That's right. You said you've been getting messages.
6: Messages? From the radio?
3: Just like that. Loud and confusing. But someone is trying very hard to communicate with us. Someone is trying very hard to warn us.
5: Marvel and Stitcher present Marvels, written by Lauren Shippen. Starring Cliff Methodman-Smith as Ben Urich, Anna-Sophia Robb as Marsha Hardesty, Ethan Peck as Reed Richards, and Seth Barish as Phil Sheldon. Directed by Paul Bay. Produced by Jennifer Minnell, Harry Goh, and T-Square. Our recording engineer and sound designer is Misha Stanton. Our theme music is by Evan Cunningham, featuring Daniel Molina. David Carl, Ehad Barisha, Jonathan Wagner, Catalina Celine Otter, Kyle Berry, Louisa Kraus, and Teo Rap Olsen. For more information, visit marvelspodcast.com.